Excuse me, could you point me in the direction of Scream City? Never mind, I think I found it. Hey horror freaks, welcome back to season two of Scream City. I'm your host, Jessica. And I'm Monica. And in today's episode, we will be talking about a personal favorite of mine and a classic film, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, I won't be able to shut up about how much I love this movie. It is so comforting in so many ways to me. Right. Um, But of course, before we get into the actual movie, uh, I think it's safe to kind of get our peak and pitch out of the way, which I feel like I know what um, both of our peaks are going to be. Right. But Monica, what has been your peak and, if any, pit of these past few days? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, so I think our peak is going to be pretty similar, which is uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend that just happened over this past weekend. Um, It was a lot of fun. I, I think last year was a little bit more overwhelming than this year, but ultimately I think like we all <laughs> had a lot of fun and we got to meet a lot of cool people celebrity wise and then see some familiar faces and I think that's always a lot of fun uh, we got to meet some new vendors which was also really sweet um, and yeah I think Texas Primary overall is always a good time um, I think we're now entering the little depressed era after such a great event right so now we're just looking forward to next year and then some other um, horror conventions that also will be happening later this year mm-hmm. so that's always exciting um, my pit, I think, is having to re-record this episode. I'll just go ahead and put that out there because I know I posted it on our Instagram. So we had to re-record this episode because our audio, it sounded so awful when we recorded it last night. And then I tried to stay up as long as I could to try to edit it. And it just wasn't working out. So we're just going to have to re-record it. So please excuse us if it sounds, if we keep spacing out on maybe some things, knowing if maybe we... Um, like said something before or didn't so bear with us um but overall uh we're still really excited about this Mm -hmm. episode (laughs) it's a good one yeah what about uh, yours i know you had a different peak as well you mentioned in your last one so um again my my biggest peak was definitely (laughs) tfw um it's it's always a terrific time there and like monica mentioned last year was a little bit more overwhelming because of a very tight space and you know a shitload of people uh, (laughs) unexpected people right but yeah overall uh, this year's texas frightmare was was a blast and and i miss it Mm -hmm. like also like monica said i am already entering my post tfw (laughs) depression it happens every year it's sad um but yeah i'm i'm truly excited for all the other conventions we have going on this year Mm -hmm. um and then another peak i kind of had as well was uh i Like I mentioned in last week's episode, I went to Chicago for quite some time. I was Mm -hmm. there for about a week, quite literally, I think. Yeah. And um, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I was visiting some family. So, yeah. And then a pit. Um, I'm currently in my scrubs because (laughs) I'm going to work today. Absolutely. I'm working an overnight shift. Yes. But at least now you're going to make money. 100%. Because let me tell you, this upcoming. This this past weekend. uh, Broke. (laughs) Left me broke as hell. This past weekend left me a little broke. Sure and I then next weekend, gonna leave me broke again. Gonna leave me broke again. Yes, ma'am. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, okay, moving on to moving on to the episode and getting into the movie. I'm super, super excited about this movie. I love it, love it, love it. Um, but we do mention in every episode that there will be spoilers, so don't say that we didn't warn you. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a brief summary of what this movie is about, if you don't already know. 
So coming straight from Google, when teenagers Mike and Debbie see a comet crash outside their sleepy town, they investigate and discover a pack of murderous aliens who look very much like circus clowns. Um, murderous? Yes. Looking like circus clowns? Yes. Honestly, yeah, we, again, we mentioned in the last recording on how terrifying they look, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's uh, it's a moment. It is a this, moment. This entire movie is just a moment, and it, it's a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> so... Um, but now that we have that out of the way, Monica, I know you have some very strong feelings about this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the honors of being the first one to say what your first impression was watching this film for the first time and what uh, you would say is your favorite scene and kill. Yes, yes. So um, so when I was younger, I do remember watching bits and pieces of this, um, but I've never watched, I had never watched the movie all the way through until really recently, which was 2021. Um, <clears throat> my boyfriend, Mateo, he loves this movie. It's very nostalgic for him. So he was very excited to show me this movie. And I was very glad to watch it. And I'm so glad that I did because the minute I watched it, I fell in love with it so much. And I can definitely see how much of a fun movie this was or this is. And so there's definitely some controversial lines coming from like Mooney specifically as a character. But overall, this movie became a comfort movie for me. So I love it. My first impression was like falling in love. It's also the aesthetic of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that they had mentioned at the panel is like the aesthetic of this movie, it became, I feel like it's also what it's known for aside from the film itself, but it's like the setting, the colors, the the theme of it overall is like so much fun. Um, my favorite scene, I, I love the scene where Rudy and Shorty are just fucking shit up in the convenience store. They're just, like, tossing shit. They're just, like, going through all the aisles. They're just going. And then, like, there's a scene where Rudy takes things up to the counter. (laughs) He has, like, a hat on. Mm -hmm. He has, like, so much shit in his arms. And he just lays it out on the counter, like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And we all know damn well that man was not going to pay for shit. Absolutely not. He's like, I need a bag. Mm -hmm. That's that's why he went up to the counter. He's like, I need something to put all this stuff in. Uh, But it's so cute. I love it so much. I think um, we all felt represented in this movie by, by a clown. Obviously, me, we, we kind of made ultimately me shorty because of my height, but I do see myself a lot in Rudy. Um, no thoughts, just vibes. Oh. Lights on no one's home. Absolutely. And yeah. I also appreciated the uh, chubby and fat so, right? <laughs> I chubby, that's my type fat of representation. So, yeah, slim. Slim, slim. <clears throat> not so much, but. Yeah, but. Ultimately. He's tall. Yeah. And I'm tall. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then um, Faith Kill, I love, love the beheading when Shorty uppercuts the guy in the alley. It's another representation of how us short people have to compensate in certain areas. Right. Which I definitely feel represented in that sense. So, man, what did we say last time? I was like that he jumped like 12 feet in the air and it just came right back down with boxing gloves. Like, how do you see that and still still try to fight Think him it's a, yeah yeah like still try yeah. to fight something that i don't know it was just insane it's it's, it's a thing <laughs> for sure yeah but what about yours so my first impression uh i think monica mentioned this for a very brief second in last week's episode but um monica was actually the one to show me the movie but this is one of my uh best friend's favorite movies as of all time um as well so i knew about the movie but i never had the chance to actually watch it until i want to say sometime last year Mm -hmm. where we actually got a sneak 
peek as to who <laughs> was going to be some of the guests for this year's TFW. Um, so when we got home, uh, Monica started playing the movie. And listen, I'm just going to say two things about my first impression. Absolutely. Number one, I liked it a lot. It's I think it's a great movie. It's it very is. funny. It's a feel good, not really feel good, but it's like a comforting movie. I feel movie. like it is a feel good. Well, okay. just, I see it, what you mean. It gets it gets you in a silly, goofy mood. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Agreed. And then number two, all I'm going to say is something very LGBT happened to me. Yes, all. yes. That and what, what better way to celebrate Pride Month than to, to start off with this colorful of a movie. Right. Right, in all ways. For sure. Um, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Something, there's something very gay about this movie, and it, and it has nothing to do with the clowns. It, no. <laughs> no, ma'am. There's an enemies to lovers trope in this, a hundred percent. in this film, and it's not between a man and a woman. It's not. It's not. So I think if um, if you're interested in that type of um, trope, trope, yeah. this this can be this can be one for you. 100%. Starting as enemies, ending as as lovers. Right. One hundred percent. Right. Um, my favorite scene. I gotta hand it to the puppet show scene where the guy walks into the gazebo and just starts watching the puppet show. And m- many questions about this scene in general. Of <laughs> course, many questions about the movie in general. But mm-hmm. How is this man not going to question anything? Like, that, what? Yeah. Anyway. That man had no, he he didn't question that there was no kids around. He didn't question that there was, this was an empty gazebo with just like a puppet stand. Yeah. He was lights on no one's home. A hundred percent. That but mullet was this getting. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This man's acting and facial expressions were so funny to me. And he just seemed to be really enjoying it, too. He seemed he, like such a little himbo. For sure. It for was sure. adorable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that puppet show scene is super iconic in, mm-hmm. in many ways. I know, uh, I don't doubt that other places have it, but I know Spirit Halloween has, I think, the puppets uh for sale which yeah I think are, are it's kind of like a merch thing cool. for yeah. sure and like the little storyline that the puppet show was giving of her saying no and him saying yes and then her taking out the little you said it was the cocoon gun right mm-hmm. that she I like so, yeah. <laughs> and then she turns him into a cocoon right. and she's like all men period deserve to be cocooned so period. yeah 100 percent. my favorite kill i have two um the first one i will say the exact same one as Monica's. It's the biker's death. It's um, so good. It was my favorite because it was one of my favorites. Because number one, how are you going to see such a cute little baby clown <laughs> and decide, hmm, I'm going to destroy his tricycle? Absolutely. That is what he gets. Hundred percent. Huh? Yeah, I'm like hundred percent because he's. Um, I also love the foreshadowing. First of all, there's a lot of foreshadowing in the movie. I there think. Is. But, um, I love the foreshadowing of when the biker says. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? And guess what? He sure did knock his head off. <laughs> and guess what? He sure did. He sure did. He ended that shit immediately. Yes, ma'am. What did you say the last one? You were like, hashtag end bullying? Yeah. <laughs> Shorty was like, hashtag end bullying. Yeah, okay. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, and again, kind of like what Monica said, when Shorty came back with the boxing, glo- the boxing gloves, Dude. first of all, it was so adorable. Because yeah, he does a little dance. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. But also, where did they come from? <laughs> I think I said last night. You were recording. Like, I was like, did, G- did Jesus put them on He her? went. He went straight up to to the man himself. Mm-hmm. That man said, "Here's some gloves. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and go back yes, down ma'am. and knock his block off." Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, so that one's definitely one of my favorites. But the second one is the uh, shadow 
shadow hand the shadow puppet the like yo that one yo. was a good one because not only did he like it wasn't even it first of all that's also another like iconic scene because they they recreated that in the haunted house at universal mm. where he's like showing little puppets and then he'll come at you kind of like a little jump scare but um he literally killed a group a group of people and they were all different ages too mm-hmm. like, he doesn't discriminate it does not discriminate he mm-hmm. said old young kids elders everything in between mm-hmm. lgbts lgbts punks, people of color like there was everyone. all kinds of representation in this movie and they all got killed yeah i love that i love that too. i feel like michael myers does the same oh yeah michael i've seen myers him kill kids yeah he's he like, kills hey. kids he kills animals he kills uh, he kills women he kills men he kills anything that comes in his anything, way bro. <laughs> so we love an inclusive killer for sure but yeah okay yeah that is a that is a really good one um so now we'll just discuss the movie just a little bit more so some of our favorite moments and just kind of some things that we've maybe noticed but the first one that i'll kind of mention is r.i.p Pooh bear which we came up with a theory we did we did um we we don't know i think you had said that the the people who die in this movie we eventually end up seeing them wrapped in a cocoon later in the movie right but we don't see Pooh bear throughout the movie so my assumption is that they they snatched him and they kept him and now he's just living his best life in their little like circus ufo tent Mm -hmm. type of thing yeah because they they need a pet they do because we said that that um the balloon animal the balloon just wasn't doing it for them no Mm -hmm. he just kind of barks at everything yeah and he's not a lazy cuddly type of deal um so my assumption but yeah so r.i.p but not r.i.p because right. in my eyes uh Pooh Bear is you know living his best life out in outer space absolutely with these killer clowns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, i love it yeah the popcorn gun i think we kind of have to mention because um in the panel that the killer clowns did cast did somebody had gone up to um to ask a question and they had mentioned that the I think that the popcorn gun was one of the most expensive props that they had and that it also, uh, and they asked if it maybe malfunctioned or if they played with it behind the scenes. The Kyoto brother, one of the Kyoto brothers, uh, please forgive us because we don't individually know their names yet and then they all do kind of look alike. Um, <laughs> there's three of them, okay? There's three of them. There's three of them and yeah. they all look alike. Yeah, um, but one of them had basically mentioned that they, he essentially made the gun the hard way before he found out that there was a simple way to make props in this way. But the prop guy who essentially made the prop, uh, the the popcorn gun, forgot to cover the back end of the gun. So when he shot it for the first time, all of the popcorn exploded on him and went everywhere. Um, and so I thought that was really fun. Uh, but they did say, he did mention, the guy who asked the question mentioned that it was the most expensive prop. And then one of the Kyoto brothers said, like, who told you that? <laughs> i want names i need names immediately yeah. um but yeah i thought it was really fun a lot of them, i don't i don't think a lot of them said that there wasn't so much going on behind the scenes like i'm sure they had so much fun but it doesn't sound like any of them kept anything it doesn't sound like any of them like i think we had also mentioned that they that they mentioned that this movie was supposed to be something for themselves right yeah the the kyoto brothers mentioned that they were genuinely surprised that people that there's even a fandom 35 years later yeah. for this movie um because 
they were they made a film for them mm-hmm. they made a film for themselves they yeah. you know took from other movies that they loved mm-hmm. and they created this movie and they never like stopped mentioning this during the panel but they were like <laughs> we're just this was just meant for us yeah we're glad that you know people cut on and all of that and i i know another thing that they said was that uh someone again it was one of the kyoto brothers don't know which one Mm -hmm. um someone told that specific kyoto brother that their grandfather the the person telling the kyoto brother this their grandfather showed his father Mm -hmm. you know the guy's father The, the movie um the movie and that his father showed him the movie. So it's been passed down through three generations <laughs> of, you know, killer clown fans. And I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed because you know that you made it. Oh, 100%. First of all, personally, I think you know that you made it when your merch sells at Spirit Halloween. Oh, 100%. Because I feel like Spirit Halloween sells the most... Um, iconic. Like, iconic and, like, the most um, beloved, like, franchise type mm-hmm. of things that are very popular. And so we were, I think, I don't know if we had mentioned it or if we mentioned it between us that we are expecting or hoping to see like Terrifier oh, at Spirit right. yeah, yeah, sometime, yeah. sometime this year. I think that'd year. be interesting. But Very cool. yeah, I think you had also mentioned that that's the way the what happened with um, that guy and his generation of his line of generation with Killer Clowns was going to be you, but with Terrifier. 100%. So you're just going to pass it on. Yeah. Uh, continuously. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's a generation years after me, that's uh-huh. like, you know what? I don't want to pass this to my children. Uh, I'm going to come back mm-hmm. and I'm going to haunt them. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I think it's only right. All right. We need to keep that going. For sure. Um, um, no, but yeah. They had also mentioned that they filmed in their basement or in the garage with like a 35 millimeter and that they were just kind of doing these small projects just for themselves and killer clowns ended up being one of them and they had also confirmed that killer clowns isn't even well they didn't consider it a horror genre um it's actually just a comedy sci-fi movie but the horror community embraced it so much that it just kind of became this iconic horror like it, it kind of got put into this genre that they weren't really expecting to and they're really happy. And they had mentioned that they're very happy that the horror community embraced it the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad, too. This is, it is a really, it's really low on the scary side. It's not scary at all. But Although there are some there elements. Are, there are some moments where it can get a little gory-ish. 100%. Um, there's literally a beheading scene. Um, yeah. Um, and you see the head by itself. You do see the head by itself. <laughs> um, and then I feel, personally, I think... The faces of people in the cocoon is just so disturbing to me. It is really disturbing. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And then uh, the way Mooney dies is also pretty gross and disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, Using him as a puppet. And then the way that he, like, like, takes out his hand out of his back. It's really disgusting. Very gross. Um, But, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) It's definitely not on the level of Terrifier, though. Absolutely not. (laughs) Terrifier is definitely 100% more gross. Yeah. Um, But also, the clowns themselves look pretty, like... Disturbing. Disturbing and scary. And we had mentioned in the first recording that we don't understand how people... I mean, given it's a movie, we understand. But we don't understand how people in the movie who are supposed to act like citizens see these, like, six... Not even six foot, like, seven, eight foot clowns that look terrifying but they're okay with them just walking around and terrorizing the town thinking that and i'm like i don't even think this was around halloween time either 
So I can only imagine walking down the street and seeing this like seven foot Mm -hmm. type clown murderous. If I see one like that, I'm running the other way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. There's there's like some scary elements that makes it look creepy, but overall it's supposed to be just a comedy sci-fi movie. Right. Um, um, another thing I'd like to mention. Absolutely. Go ahead. And I think this is one of the most important things that we'll probably mention throughout the episode is right. Dave and Mike, very strong chemistry. Very <laughs> strong chemistry. And I'm telling y'all, there's some enemies to lovers in here. Yes. And it's not between Deb or Anyone. Deb and Dave or Deb and Mike. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. It's Dave and Mike. It's Dave and Mike. Gay as hell. Gay as hell because happy pride be who you are <laughs> be who you are <laughs> yeah they're gay as hell and you can't convince us otherwise there's a whole fandom apparently there is to to this to this entire uh and if you don't if you don't believe us um tumblr and wattpad would say otherwise 100 percent. because i've already done my digging i already have done <laughs> you've my already digging. started I've you already went started. down that rabbit hole Yes, I've, I fell down a rabbit hole. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, just... It's the way that they start off hating each other. And then towards the end of the movie, Dave cannot keep his hands off Mike. Mm-mm. Um, I'm telling you, something very LGBT happened to me while I was watching this film for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of our... All of, everyone in that room... Wasn't it, like, Melody, Gina, Julie, you and me? Um, I don't think Julie was there for she, that one. Oh, no, it was oh. just us four. Okay every single one of us we said why why are they acting a, a little, little too fruity? touchy a little too touchy. they're acting a little tutti fruity but guess what i'm not complaining no no complaints on this side absolutely i'm all for it uh, absolutely we're not we're not hating we're just mm-hmm. saying be who you are embrace it 100%. you know what i mean mm-hmm. although my question is you know at the end of the movie <laughs> at the end of the movie did dave and deb get back together because oh, he was right. rubbing on her shoulders he was kissing her head kissing her head and mike all. saw all of that so i'm like what happened in between everything <laughs> I'm, I'm really like confused. who broke up there's there's no continuity with with that with that small gray area yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know where it's kind of like her affection shifted from mike and then it shifted to dave um they could be giving a little thruple they probably yeah like a little poly a little thruple mm-hmm. maybe they accepted him because mike realized how attractive and handsome and charismatic dave is mm-hmm. and so they were like yeah you know let's join yeah okay. um and i think you had also mentioned that were you going to ask if um if they died at the end yeah that was that was another question that i had which was did they die at the end because the pies they get slapped fell with pies. on them and my question is were those the same pies that killed the officer the last officer that we see or were they just regular pies but if they're regular pies what are they doing there <laughs> the mister uh I what are you gonna feel... do with those pies boys oh yeah what are you they, gonna do with those pies boys they they chunk pies at him and then he ends up melting mm-hmm. and he ends up becoming like this big blob of just pie pie and then and then shorty goes and puts a cherry on top um but i mean yeah all three of them they're all like hugging each other and then they look up into the sky and then pies hit them in the face and that's that's true that's a really good question like did they did they end up dying at the end because if so they should have melted all together honestly yeah so yeah (laughs) 
Um, I guess last little thing that we'll mention is, um, or at least that I, so whenever I went to Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights, they had a Killer Clowns, um, uh, a Killer Clowns maze. And I would just like to say that they did such a fantastic job. Um, the setup for this maze was so... It was honestly so surreal. Each area that you walked into genuinely felt like a scene of the movie. And one of the questions that somebody had asked at the Killer Clowns panel was if any of them attended the maze. And Snyder? Suzanne. Suzanne Snyder. And I think some of the Kyoto brothers had mentioned that they visited. And all of them said that they felt like they were back on set. Mm -hmm. And that everyone did a really good job with creating the maze. And, and I think that's so awesome. It, it really was like they even got it down to the smell there's an area where you walk into where there's like cocoons of bodies hanging mm-hmm. and then there's like a popcorn machine popping the popcorn and then like the audio in the background is saying like oh my god it smells like cotton candy or something and you it smells like candy in that little area and then you walk out and you walk into like a police station we have you have like the bathroom scene mm-hmm. um where like these the little popcorn monsters pop out of the laundry basket and then, like, at the end, you see, like, Clownzilla. And, like, it's, like, the whole thing was just so much fun to see. I think this was Universal's second year bringing back Killer Clowns as, like, a maze. Mm-hmm. So I hope they do it again at some point because it's overall a really fun – it was a really fun one to experience. But um, Yeah, I do yeah. remember from the panel that uh, Suzanne, who plays Debbie, mentioned that she took her son mm-hmm. uh, to the, the house. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was so cool. And I, I, don't, I don't remember who else. I know – one or maybe all of them, the Kyoto brothers, um, mentioned that they also were the ones who said that they felt like that they were they back, were back on, on set. set. So yeah. I think that was that was really cool. Yeah, um, to be able to experience, experience that again. It again. And I think they they had also mentioned like the fact that, um, and I think Suzanne Snyder had mentioned that she's like it's it's honestly crazy to think that something that we created so long ago is still so popular now mm-hmm. that they are recreating actual scenes from the movie that we thought wouldn't do too well and now it's like become this like this huge thing so it's kind of like surreal mm-hmm. you know kind of going back in time absolutely but it's fun yeah. but speaking of the cast <laughs> speaking of the cast i think now's a pretty good time to get into them and, mm-hmm. and talk a little bit more about them which by the way um almost half of the cast was at the convention mm-hmm. which was pretty cool yeah but of course just to name a few um, we've got Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, John Allen Nelson, John Vernon, Michael S. Siegel, Peter Licassi, Royal Dano, Christopher Titus, Mike Martinez, and Herod Blank. And mm-hmm. again, just to name a few. And the majority of those were all clowns. Yeah, most of them were all clowns. Right, and then the Kyoto Brothers as well. Yeah, of course. I also appreciate going to the panel for the Kyoto Brothers, because for the longest time I was pronouncing it with the CH, so like Kyoto Brothers, and then they said their own name, and it's Kyoto, and I was like, oh. So I appreciate the correction. (laughs) So now, um, moving forward, I will be be sure to pronounce it correctly. And may I just say, John Allen Nelson age like fine wine and so what? did susan snyder oh, but yes they both everyone but john allen nelson bro blue i i saw him at his booth and i was like damn <laughs> all due respect all due damn. respect damn. he is he was he aged like fine wine voluminous it's, it's like it never left the 80s yes um, it's giving and it's very handsome man but also speaking of never leaving the 80s and i mean this in the most nicest way ever 
Susan Snyder's like, oh my god, what's the word? Like, um, appe- not appearance, but way of speaking and acting. Like, um, her persona. Her persona and the way that she is. Reminds <clears throat> me so much of the 80s still. Because I obviously grew up watching a shit ton of 80s movies. We all went through our 80s phase, I think. Right. And, um, the way that she talks is just so 80s and I love it so much because the way that she says like totally yeah she has such like a valley girl accent <laughs> and, and then like I think there was some times where she was like speaking and then she'd be like right like yeah, she's, she's very so like yeah yeah they were they were all great yeah and the way she course, carries herself is the same yeah. like that woman she's like I'm staying in the 80s 100%. she's like 80s was my era and I'm staying there yeah and she it's, should. it's honestly the best it uh, is. because a lot of the things that we like fashion wise and um like trend wise comes from like 80s 90s now so she fits perfectly and i love it like we mentioned the the cast was just uh amazing and i know you had your photo op with um oh yes blank and martinez right Mm -hmm. yeah how did that go it it was fun it was it was really fun so they were both in costume and you'll see uh, we'll post a photo of it of my photo op um it was me my boyfriend and the two of the clowns i think it was slim and i think it was rudy um and like the they were in costume but they the men's are not facing the camera i can tell that they could not see in their costume which i can only imagine um in the photo op slim puts his hand uh, on my neck and the glove alone felt so heavy he was kind of tugging on my hair a little bit so i felt very restrained <laughs> um but it was it was a lot of fun the, the background setting to the photo op was was very cute um and then i think rudy or one of the other clowns was holding like a pie so it's really cute it was it was a lot of fun it was it's i mean photo ops if you've done photo ops you know how quick they are mm. so it was just a quick like okay here you go ready set go but it was cute We'll yeah. post it, and then you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. That's exciting. <laughs> um, and then, so we were actually going to skip facts because guess what? Half of the half of this episode is just pure facts that we got from the people themselves. Yes. Um, so instead, so they didn't of, come from. Uh, what, what do you say all the time? I be I am DB. I am DB. I don't know what I say. <laughs> I you say I am BD. I, I always say I am. You switch BD. the D and the B. Yeah. Yeah. I I am BD. I always say that because it just. It rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. Which makes, I can see. Makes more sense. But um, but this came from the actual cast. This, this did come from the Some actual cast. Silly, silly, goofy moments. So instead of facts, <laughs> what we're going to be doing is I found some really funny reviews on this movie. Yes. Online. Yeah. Especially, specifically Tumblr. Right. Thank Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be, you know, reading them all and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, getting our opinion on, on these reviews. Yeah. The first one is... How were all of those people not scared of the clowns before they got murdery? Like, ma'am, they're six feet and look like they're rotting. They really do. They're, and like, even even in person when I was doing my photo op, they're, like, looking at it up close is honestly terrifying. Given, I'm sure the people who worked on set with them almost every day got used to it. But in the split second that I got a glimpse of what Slim looks like up close, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I said, no, thank you. So, they just don't I agree. look right. <laughs> There's a picture. So because because I kind of posted on our Instagram story, you know, updating you guys of like how I couldn't edit the audio or whatever. The last picture that I posted on our Instagram story, if you caught it, <laughs> is of Rudy. And it's very up close. And I think you can only imagine if you actually saw that in person. So if you if you take a second to look at our Instagram story of us updating you guys, I put a picture of him. 
like one eye is almost fully closed the other one is like halfway open but it looks like he has a little bit of a lazy eye his eyes are like purple he's very dirty like he, he just looks like me high. for real he <laughs> he just had me for real <laughs> he just like me for real <laughs> but i don't know i yeah. can only imagine what it looks like in person no thank you People, yeah but also it was like the 80s and people were trusting more in the 80s a little bit yeah 70s 80s like people were kind of like oh cute i'm like there's nothing cute about Mm -hmm. that no (laughs) man uh second one is pennywise was found dead in a ditch (laughs) absolutely i agree um found dead in his uh in his gutter mm -hmm, in his little sewer (laughs) um if there was a movie between killer clowns from one you know what if there was a movie between shorty and pennywise (laughs) the shortest one yes ma'am shorty would knock Pennywise's block off. Uh, Pennywise shitting bricks. Mm-hmm. He's shitting bricks because he's scared. Well, I agree. Shorty I got his I ass doubt it. like that. Yes, ma'am. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the third review is, what if I ate one of the popcorn guys? Then what? That's it. Eating my intestines coming out every time I eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming my Like stomach. every time you open your mouth, those little like. It's a little popcorn guy. little popcorn guy just comes out of your mouth. <laughs> that is a really funny one though because it's like like what if you don't notice that they sprayed you with popcorn because it's like why the fuck are you spraying me with popcorn like oh i'm so scared popcorn i'm just gonna gonna eat (laughs) and then um no there was there was something else that i said i think you were like what if they were the eggs yeah i was like what if they're the 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 eggs like and they they hatch hatch. yeah that's how they kill that's how clowns hatch you know what i mean yeah and i think like because i think aside from noticing it whenever it's debbie's scene in the bathroom because they pop out of her little laundry basket i think we first notice it when the popcorn gets thrown in the trash can and then something else gets thrown in the trash can or they drag him they drag someone in the trash can they just start eating at it oh yeah right i think something like that so i'm like i I can only imagine if you were to actually eat one of those so i'm like i don't know how long it takes but it's pretty gross interesting very interesting (laughs) um this one says this documentary about the clown sightings of 2016 is much crazier than I expected. Bro. 2016 was a fever dream in You were itself. like, do you remember that at that time? And I was like, absolutely. I remember. And then you were telling... Yes. Um, I was still school. in high school in 2016 when the whole, like, clown sightings thing was, was a thing. <laughs> and I remember specifically, I was in my math class, and our principal came on to the PA and there was like this rumor or something going around social media that was like, um, killer clowns are going to our high school or coming to our high school, blah, blah, blah. And literally the principal got onto the PA and was like, guys, the clowns are not coming. He said, y'all go ahead. Y'all chill out. Y'all chill out. It's y'all not- finish your math homework. <laughs> y'all like, finish all math this. And then everyone is like, how can we relax? Yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was, we just over dramatic you know we just oh 100 and then there's well and then there was like videos of some people genuinely like overdoing it and then like scaring people on roads and shit so that was crazy but this is this was exactly that like people were just sighting clowns everywhere if you were not alive in 2016 (laughs) to witness this epidemic epidemic just watch clowns everywhere and that's literally what happened that's that's basically what happened so they weren't they weren't joking in that comment when they said this was a documentary yeah 100 (laughs) percent. this one says justice for pooh bear it's plain and simple plain and simple i need that on shirt 
at the same time, no, because he's still alive. Oh, yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Our theory is saying that yeah. he that he is alive. Yeah, he's just a little baby. Yeah, he's just a little baby. But I need that on a shirt. <laughs> justice for Pooh Bear. Justice for Pooh Bear. Yeah. Well, and I well, I feel like it's more justice for who is it? Farmer Green. Farmer Green. Yeah. Where's my Pooh Bear? Yeah, justice for really him sad. because he lost his dog. He did. Because Pooh Bear's still alive, but Farmer Green lost a friend. Oh. Do we see if he died? Yeah. He was the first cotton candy guy. This is 100% true. You are so right. Yeah. That's Mike, true. Mike, whenever Mike rips it apart, the cocoon, that's his face. That's I think. true. That's true. This one says, Shorty the clown is my best friend. My little meow meow even. <laughs> my little meow meow. <laughs> and it's so true because... He's I need just a little baby. I need. I also need that on a photo. I need a I, or on a on a on a t-shirt. I need mm-hmm. a picture of Shorty, and then on the on like the side or the bottom, it says my little meow meow. My little meow meow. Mm-hmm. My little baby. Just I love baby. These. <laughs> I'm sorry, poor little Shorty. I love him. He got bullied, and he then sure he did. said, "I'm gonna end it by murdering you." And this leads up to the next review, um, that says. When a clown puts on boxing gloves to run hands against someone, I knew this movie wouldn't be clowning around. Absolutely. I love the verbiage. I love the description. But I'm telling you, you are not going to see me fight. So, okay, this this is also another thing. If all of the clowns are like six feet, seven feet, how tall is Shorty? Girl, he's probably your height. He... Five well, foot. no, I assume he's taller. Like, if, like, let's say Slim. I think Slim is one of the tallest ones. Let's yeah, say he was, so like, too. seven foot. All of the rest of them are, like, six five, six seven, six two. Shorty is probably... Like, five nine. Yeah. Five nine, five eight. <laughs> My short king. <laughs> My little short king. But that's what I mean. He's still tall as hell. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, and I love it, because him in boxing gloves he's just doing he's his just little so dancey cute. dance and then he's like in, like that's like also another like a little iconic thing yeah like you'll, you'll see i know there's so many animatronics of yeah. shorty and i think they're so cute i love him because you're literally the same height Oops. you and alexia are the exact same height as shorty actually you are so right because even the animatronic i think we're the same height actually i think shorty's a little bit taller than you he's four feet gina gina right now is He's four feet and six inches. <gasps> Never mind. He is shorter than I am. Wow. But the, but he's still willing to kill a man. But he's still cute. He's, he's just a little baby. He's just a little baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little meow meow. <laughs> anyway. Have you adopted another another horror baby? Yes. Aside from Sam? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've adopted Shorty. I love. Oh, it's just, they're so cute. They're just little killing babies. <laughs> they oh do nothing God. wrong. Just like my cat. You have, you have an attraction with... Uh, like murderous things. things i just i have like a mama instinct if you know what i mean to to accept the broken Ye- yes accept the broken yeah the beaten and the damned <laughs> the beaten and the damned yes ma'am anyway <laughs> this next one says this movie teaches a valuable lesson about sugar sugar consumption interior design <gasps> and keeping extremely low expectations for police effectiveness okay first of all a hundred percent true cannot agree more and i think we had also mentioned in the last recording that this entire movie is definitely a fever dream one thousand percent if it's if it's one thing if you if you never experienced what a fever dream is just, just watch, watch this movie. movie 
but but that leads me to my my last review. Uh-huh. Just kidding. My second to last review. Second to last review. Which is this is the type of fever dream you have after falling asleep on the couch around 2 a.m. off a binge of popcorn, gummy worms, and cotton candy. Imagine waking up at like in the middle of watching this movie after a popcorn scene. And then you have popcorn just sitting on your table. I would freak the fuck I out. I would throw it away immediately. I'd probably throw up. I'd be- <laughs> I have to throw this up. I can't mm-hmm. consumptious or I can't consume this anymore. It's um, no, a hundred percent. I you ever have like um, that type of like sleepiness after indulging in so much crappy food? You're just like, oh my god, I can it's take like, like your a sugar hot. high. Oh, it's like a sugar high. So then I can only imagine dreaming. And on that sugar high and that's exactly what this movie is you don't need mary jane no you don't need mary jane you just need a shit ton of candy to feel high <laughs> to watch this movie and hella buttery popcorn there's a lot of movies and my sister says this specifically but there's a lot of movies that my sister and i watch and she's like i have to be high to watch this movie mm-hmm. she said that about the fly she's <laughs> because she's anyway she said that about the fly she said that about uh, everything everywhere all at once that movie is insane that movie is insane yes but for this movie specifically, mm-hmm. you don't need Mary Jane. No. All you need is a sugar high and an icy. So you need to have extremely buttery, buttery popcorn, all the type of like sugary candies. Sweets. And then you need to wash it down with more sweet with an icy. With an icy. Yes. 100%. And with that, and you watch this, Good there go. you go. You're going to be uh, astral projecting. Astral projecting. Like it's like, yeah, it's like insidious, but with clowns. That's terrifying and that's honestly the worst i think yeah. i'd rather experience the devil <laughs> from insidious I, i'd rather uh experience bagul from sinister that is 100 percent. because you know what the thing about the demon and uh, like bagul is i'm going to be afraid right you know what i mean but with these clowns i'm going to be afraid and confused yes. and i am not going to understand and i think that's what makes my anxiety worse right so at least with bagul like i know their intentions right but with these clowns they're gonna try to cocoon me they're gonna try to i don't know if they're gonna eat me i don't know if they just want to kill me i don't know if they just want to kidnap me i don't know what they want with me at least with like the demon and the bagul i know they just want my soul mm-hmm. and i'm like go ahead yeah you know what i mean yeah. i can only run for so much right but these fucking clowns. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> but I think this final one uh, we leave off with is uh, a pretty good one. Okay. And uh, DJ Monica might need you for a second. Because uh, this one says, <laughs> me to the DJ at the club. Uh, Yeah, you got the motherfucking uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme song. Also, I looked up, so I... <laughs> Listen, I would bust my... I would throw ass in the club <laughs> to this song. <laughs> okay, so I tell Gina this all the time. Every time that we watch Shrek or that anytime oh, no. any All Stars comes on. Because if one thing about me is I love me a classic. 100%. Okay. Okay. And, and Shrek is my classic understood okay also i uh, so i visited after we recorded our episode last night i went over to and i'm so sorry to my nephew i just i have to say this because i think it's the funniest thing and i don't think you understand on how how much i um i relate to this as an adult okay, okay? so and i think you guys would also understand so <laughs> yes. he has this friend that he hangs out with right and so he was like she told me the other day she's never seen scooby-doo the live action 
And he was like, so I made her watch Scooby-Doo. And I was like, girl, that's me with Shrek. <laughs> I was like, you ain't never seen Shrek? Put it on. Mm-hmm. You ain't never seen Shrek in Spanish? Put it on. Put like, it on. you have to experience these cinematic masterpieces, right? That's me with Terrifier. You never watched Terrifier? You never seen Immediately. That's me with my mama. <laughs> that's me with my grandpapa. <laughs> that's me. My grandmama who got dementia. <laughs> or dementia. 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 Like, I need people to see these characters and understand why I'm obsessed with these, right? Yeah. And so I just thought it was, like, the funniest Very thing. Very proud of your nephew, though. Honestly. Extremely proud. I was like, the fact that you're exposing people to Matthew to, Miller as Shaggy. To classics. To classics. To cinematic masterpieces. And I really do, I am considering Killer Clowns to be one of those. So when people tell me, I've never seen it. On. Putting on. Immediately. And then not only that, the soundtrack to Killer Clowns fucking bop mm-hmm. and I, I i told i told um i mentioned this in the last recording and then i was like i'm walking down the, the aisle. aisle and Whoever. the people who are giving me away every single clown every single clown <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling deep <laughs> <laughs> every not not only every single clown but um grant kramer john allen nelson fucking suzanne snyder they're all walking me down the, the aisle. kyoto brothers the kyoto brothers i need the <laughs> Absolutely, every one of Absolutely. them. Absolutely, the audience, my my guests, the entire casting crew of Killer Clown. Not one family, not one family member or no, friend uh, in sight. <laughs> it's no, all, ma'am. it's all everyone. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely, and I As think we I should. just by a band called the Dickies. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm throwing ass. I tell Gina this all the time that my funeral needs to be Shrek themed, Mm -hmm. and I need to be buried six feet deep while All Stars is playing. But also play this, Mm -hmm. like play this as y'all are walking out of my funeral. Just, just for a final, just for a final, (laughs) just for a final like commentary as to I'm not clowning around about being dead. Cause I'm not. I'm not fucking joking about this shit. This y'all, ain't I'm no really joke. <laughs> I'm dead as dead. I'm dead as fuck. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, like, I, I, I have like this whole thing of like my funeral being Shrek themed. Everyone wearing Shrek ears. Everyone cosplaying as a character, right? And then burying me with my Shrek ears. Like, it's a whole moment. But now I'm kind of reconsidering. I kind of wonder if I should make it killer. Well, <laughs> what you could do is. Have like an after party? No, 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 no. What you could do is get buried with a kill- with Shorty's mask on. <gasps> Ooh, and a stuffed animal of donkey. Oh, in your hands. You know what? It's all about the classics with me. Yes, ma'am. It's all about the. And then not only that, I'm gonna need. You know how like people do the thing where like once the casket is kind of already six feet deep and then they kind of throw like hands full of dirt. I'm gonna need y'all to grab like a sticker and then like just smack it on my coffin. Of like different things, 100%. so like Scooby Doo, Shaggy, <laughs> Shrek, Fiona, Donkey, Slim, Shorty, Fatso, like everyone. You know what I mean? Of all the classics, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear, immediately, yes, right ma'am. there. Yes, ma'am. And and see what what you were saying about you and your nephew about showing people these classics. I'm telling that you, was I was me. so proud. That was me on Halloween, uh, twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Literally right. last year. Because I. My friend Gio and Kayla had never watched Scream. And I was like, how am I even friends with y'all right now? First of all, that w- that's going to be my next... It, my, my friend circle is very small. I don't expect to expand it any more than what it is. But if I'm getting to know you on a personal level, if you tell me no, 
to watching any of my three classics, it's not worth it. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. You like, know, I already don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I'm gonna keep it that I'm way. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it that anyway, way. Anyway, you were showing your friends. Yeah, no. Scream. So I was, I was showing them, and it's so funny because, and I, I know I mentioned this during, uh, I forgot which, what episode we were talking about, but I think it, it was, was the so scream one, huh? <laughs> I yeah, think it was. I think, the I think one. it was the scream one, but uh, we, they fell in love with Randy during <sighs> Scream One, Randy. and then we started Scream Two, and they yelled at me. Absolutely. They were mad at me because Randy died, and I'm like, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. It's because oh, Randy is such a likable character, and you can relate to him in so many He's ways. He's so relatable. And the fact that they took him away from us. They sure did. After having him spit facts. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. The only logical person. I need that on a shirt, just for Randy. Yeah, just as for Randy. <laughs> and then, like, all of his rules on the back of the yeah. shirt. That's a shirt idea. That's a shirt. No one steal that. No. <laughs> We're going to trademark it. I'm going to trademark that. Trademark. But anyway, anyway, moving, moving on. along uh, to <laughs> I the love that so much. episode. Anyway, um, I think it's it's a good time right now to play a little. Would, Would you, you rather? Yeah, we need a button. So we do need a button, <laughs> a little record button. So for this, would you rather? Would you rather be transformed into a cotton candy cocoon, mm-hmm. but eventually escape, or capture a killer clown? But live with the constant fear of revenge from the other clowns. And so, you know, we can't deny that since we've already recorded this, we've already chosen our answer. I don't know if yours has changed. I don't know if you've pondered on it a little bit more. I don't think mine has either. I rather become a cocoon because we said we would eat our way out. 100%. And then on our way out, it's going to be an entire fever dream because they're going to use a lot of cotton candy for me Mm. to wrap my big ass (laughs) in a cocoon. And... If I have to eat my way out, that's a lot of cotton candy I have to go through. So I'm going to have to go through their their little spaceship. Everything in there is so fucking colorful. I can only imagine. I would really like to see a 3D print of oh, fuck. or layout of their tent because I'm really confused. There's a the first scene where Mike and Debbie first go in mm-hmm. and then they go in through that one elevator where it's all like electricity, but it's also like a big ass black hole. Who was it? It was motherfucking uh Mike. Motherfucking who was up. like when Dave kept I don't I don't know who I don't remember who was opening the doors, but at the very end, I think it was Mike that was like, It's a door. It's another door. It's, it's another, another door. Yes, like yes. bro. Like we bro, get no, it. just fucking open it. Just, <laughs> just like, keep we going. Get it. It's a door, like, bro. Okay, go. And then it's like, dude, yeah, because it was like uh, a smaller door within yeah. like every size door that yeah. was that was pretty frustrating to watch it was <laughs> uh but yeah basically my would you rather answer hasn't changed from last night so yes choosing cotton candy i would rather be transformed into a cotton candy cocoon because like my monica mentioned in last night's uh recording it looks comfy and i would take it a nap did. in there first i would take a nap in there first take a little and then when i wake up from my nap i will eat my way through the cotton through candy the cotton candy and then escape and on my heck, way out. You can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> and after escaping from the cotton candy cocoon, you could try to capture a killer clown. I'm swooping up shorty like a hawk. 100%. I mean, <laughs> I'm shit. putting him under my arm and just taking him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm putting him on a display case. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or heck, just, I could even use him as a pet because he's just yeah, that adorable. He's, he's just my little meow meow. Yeah, he just looks. <laughs> Here lies my little meow meow. Yeah. I love him. No, I I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, Escaping from a cocoon. Although I am a masochist. 
and I do have a little bit of a God complex, as we all know by now. Right. And I think, you know, living with the constant fear of revenge from the other clowns. Right. Try me, bitch. (laughs) Try me. I dare you. I fucking dare you. No, I I 100% agree. I think um, along with, you know, having to live in the constant fear. So let's say that these clear clowns now just live on Earth and it's just like a bunch of them. You can make it a goal every year to capture one. Right. It's like collecting Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you just go collecting around collecting Pokemon. these yeah. bitches. Some of them might be tall, but you might be smarter. Mm-hmm. You never know. I won't appreciate, though, um, how they have to drink out of me. Because did you see that complex-ass straw that, that was... Fatso was drinking out of? Left, right, turn up, turn down, loop-de-loop, roundabout. Right? Yeah. It they was really gross. They're going to have to drain me a little bit, but that's okay. Because then I'm going to just gain my energy back by eating the right. candy. Right. Because if it's, if it tastes as good as it smells, it's going to hit. It's going to hit. So, yeah. 100%. All right. So, Love we that. decide to be cotton candy cocoons. Cotton candy cocoons. And then hopefully on our way out, we swoop. We swoop one of them on the way out. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So now that we're nearing towards the end of the episode, before we end it, we're going to go ahead and rate uh, this movie. Now, the Kyoto Brothers says it's not a horror movie, but because the horror community has embraced this movie so well, we're going to still rate it with our scary scale. Our scary scale and our satisfactory scale, because just because a movie is good doesn't always mean it's scary and vice versa. So Jessica, what are your ratings for this cult classic? Thank you for, for asking. You're welcome. So for scary scale, you little scary scale, I'm going to have to give it a two out of 10 mm. because <laughs> yes, like the Kyoto brothers said, it's not necessarily a horror movie, but it does have some, some pretty scary elements in it. Very scary. Um, like Mooney's fucking like puppet thing. That was Disgusting. creepy as fuck. Disgusting. The clowns themselves are creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the beheading was pretty, pretty loco. <laughs> the pre- was pretty loco. <laughs> pretty um, but yeah that, two out of ten for scary yeah satisfactory again i really like this movie i'm gonna give it like a solid 9.5 out of 10 good uh no real big complaints i would have liked to see you know what happened to them but i guess that's always just um that can be left up to someone you know anyone's imagination interpretation interpretation yeah. but th- but now that you put now that you planted that seed in my head it's just growing it's just growing. It's growing. So now I have questions. Yeah. Okay. What about Sounds you? Sounds good. <clears throat> Same. Uh, my my scary scale is also about a two out of ten. It's not. It's more of a feel good for me as a horror junkie. Um. So I really love this movie. It's very comforting. I love it so much. So it's again. I said it with Scream, but it's it's hard to be scared by something that you find so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um. So I loved it. Uh, but I do give it where you know do diligence or i do give credit where it's due right the fact that the idea of killer clowns landing on earth and terrorizing people the idea of it is very scary uncomfortable love it um my satisfactory you can only imagine where um i rate this movie it's a hundred and million times out of ten with five exclamation points and two hearts that is yes, that ma'am. is that is my rating for satisfaction. Yeah, I love it. It's it's a really good movie for all of my horror babies who are not a fan of like terrifier gore or terrifier horror um, or anything like that. Definitely give Killer Clowns a try. 
there's some beheading moments. It's 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 it's, but it's really funny because of the but way yeah, that it's but done. I mean, you, it's also the eighties. Yeah, and so you can it, definitely tell. You can definitely tell where the editing happens and like what looks fake and what looks like real or whatever. But um, it's good. Also, because of that reason, like the what I think this movie also does really really well is making the clowns look so scary because they're animatronics and because they're real costumes. It makes it look a lot worse. So I feel like that's also like another cool thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, um, pretty good movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. It's no real big one. complaints. We love it. <laughs> um, well, I think this concludes this episode on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> um, I think we're, we're pretty much uh, nearing the end. But as always, this was a blast to record. Um, if today's episode intrigued you and you haven't yet watched this movie, mm-hmm. number one, why are you still listening? Absolutely. So you got all the spoilers. Yeah. And number two, if you would like to rewatch it or just watch it for the first time, uh, you can do so on HBO Max, Hulu, and Amazon Prime Video with subscriptions. Uh, or you can purchase or rent it for $3.99 on YouTube, Redbox, Vudu, and Google Play Movies and TV. And again as always thanks to everyone of course uh for tuning in and listening we truly appreciate you all and if you want to keep up with us we will have our social media in the summary description of this episode yeah um i mean i know we always say in every episode but we do sincerely appreciate all of you for listening and supporting us and keeping up with us honestly um so with that being said if you like today's episode Please tune into next week's episode where we kick off the summer season with another cult classic, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. Uh, we're really excited. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, is one of a, a, a good summer staple for horror junkies. It, it gives, I don't know, I feel like also the theme of Texas Chainsaw is humid. Very human <laughs> And very Texan. Yeah, very slasher. Yes. Um... And disturbing. It's a, it's, it's to a say the least. Disturbing movie. 100%. But it's always a very good watch, even I, though I haven't watched it in, in a hot I second. I have not watched the 1970s version in a very long time. And I will say that I grew up more with the 2003 version. So I think what maybe I, I might do to kind of help a little bit for those, for the generation that, act, that grew up with the Jessica Biel version, um, I might watch it and also compare maybe some things um, to both because I know... The 2003 version is the one that made me fall in love with Texas Chainsaw as a franchise. Um, but you can't go wrong with an OG. So, right. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. Very We're excited, excited for that one. And uh, we constantly live in a Texas massacre because Un- we, we, we are do. from Texas. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But anyway, before we end the episode, Monica, I think it's only safe for me to give you the honors of deciding whether or not this movie was a movie. I absolutely this movie is 100% a movie in the best ways ever if I cannot recommend this movie enough I mean we went just through a whole banter of being like if you never watch this movie you really need to um it's such an amazing movie and it was for sure a movie it was a movie it was a movie it was a movie it was a fever dream of a movie but nonetheless a movie yeah (laughs) well there you have it guys um thanks again for listening and we will talk to y'all next week and as always we've been your hosts jessica and monica stay safe and stay stay spooky oof that was scary i can't wait to come back next week